0: Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me A River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley.
1: And I'm Dennis, and I'm enjoying <laughs> the look of confusion on Riley's face every week as he tries to remember what he opens the podcast with. Oh, it was so...
0: I, got, I was distracted. Dennis, can I tell you what I was distracted with? What were you distracted with? So just before we started recording, right, I went, are you ready? And you went, let's go. And then I got distracted by a thought, and I was like, I'm not going to ask this, Dennis this question until the thought... The thought came to me, and I thought, I'm going to share it on the podcast.
1: It's worth committing to magnetic tape, okay. Dennis... What
0: percentage chance do you think there is mm-hmm. that I could beat you in a fight? Low. It's lo- it's not zero, but it's, it's not low. zero.
1: I could beat John Finkel at magic, and I-, I could beat Usain Bolt in a sprint race if his hamstrings decided to fly out of the back of his legs. But <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's low. low. Like when you said, "Let's go." It's like, uh, would I like if if Dennis actually said that those words to me and then came at me in like a bear like rage? What mm-hmm. chance would I have?
1: Yeah, you're probably quicker than me because I'm a lot heavier than you are.
0: Yeah, but I have, think you've got you've got the size.
1: I think if I just hit you, the fight is over. Though I think it depends. I think
0: I could take like one of the guts from you.
1: I wouldn't hit. I wouldn't hit you in the. gut. If I hit you in the jaw, you're done. Oh, that's it, probably. Yeah. I think if I hit you in the chest, I'd crack a rib or two. Probably, you're just done. I, I think my, so. Ushin, like, Ushin, I my friend Ushin from when we used to do Immel Slam, had this debate before because mm-hmm. Ushin did, Ushin did a lot of karate and Ushin was like in good shape. But I was mm-hmm. much bigger and much stronger than him. And mm-hmm. he said it would be like Bruce Lee fighting the Whomping Willow yeah, from Harry Potter. Yeah, well, that, and that it's-
0: the, like, Raf says the same thing. Raf's like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu national champion. Like, yeah. he's represented France, right? And I was – he just – his advice when when he was like, oh, what would you do if you find this? would run. Run. I'd run away. He'd run away from everyone. Everyone and mm-hmm. anything. He would. He's a huge coward. Um but that was honestly his advice as, like, a trained martial artist expert is just to run. And so, like, you're a big, you know, you're a big hulking giant of a man. Well, you're ta- you it's know, a different
1: you- motivation. Like, Raph's motivation there is, is self-preservation. Yeah. My motivation in this scenario was destruction.
0: Yeah. So, if he wanted to destroy you, I think you'd, I think you'd lose against Raph. I'd lose
1: against Raf. Are you kidding me? A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: But I just don't think, like, the best I could hope for is, is like, I don't know, maybe, like, a headlock or something.
1: Mate. If I was
0: quick enough to get behind you. But then you just, like... Punch rip- you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, a revered viewer, a revered listener. If you've got any strategies you think I should employ against Dennis, a man who is, you know, quite sizable Mate, I compared think I, I to think my I think I could rip you frame.
1: apart like a plate of pulled pork. That's not like. Yeah, you just like you
0: just twist one of my arms off, wouldn't you? Yeah, you just you'd unscrew my head like a like a bloody bottle of wine. Google
1: that Google that old painting of uh, Kronos eating his children.
0: That's it. That's you and me. Yeah. Okay. I need the I need the Dennis strats, everyone. I need the underhanded the techniques that's gonna get me across the line when fighting Because that if, if that day ever comes, I don't want to be completely out in the cold.
1: What made you think of that? Because you said let's go. Like yeah, but I meant like let's go as let's go the podcast. Well no, let's go as go as like diddle 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 no no
0: I beat you in a Pokemon battle. I'm sure you would. I don't I would you?
1: I'm sure I I'm sure I could beat the hell out of a squirtle. It's just a turtle. But I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna use a squirtle, mate. Use
0: Blastoise. Blastoise, mate. Big turtle. Yeah, big turtle. Exactly. Not gonna beat a big turtle. Anyway, um, this is, as I'm sure you've gathered by now, an M2D Advice Podcast. <laughs> Dennis, we've, we've got to do the ad. We had a bit of a problem with the ad read this week. Do you want to tell people that we've, we've had a bit of an issue with the ad read this week? Yeah.
1: So James, James, James Keating's over in charge of all the content over Channel.com and he asked us to do an mm-hmm. ad read for Ponder Podcast, right? The Ponder yeah. Podcast. Uh, but he didn't specify which one. That's the problem. So there are two of them. So two. Uh, we're going to do both. And I mean, Riley, you can, I mean, I would say you can edit it out in time and stuff, but I don't think we're going to get time to you know, get feedback. I don't feedback. think we're
0: going to have time to edit. So I think what we're going to do is just hedge our bets here, because James did say do an ad for the Ponder podcast. We didn't get any further details. And as there are two of them, we need to make sure we cover our bases and, and fulfill the contractual obligations of this podcast. I, mean, I think, so, I think
1: uh, like you'll see, like when, when, we, when we do both these ads, you see it really was up in the air as to which one he met. It's, so, it's completely 50-50. So first of it's all, there is 50/50. the Ponder podcast with Jamie Rigotti and TJ and Melvin, you know, every week they talk about you know what's going on magic serious stuff mm-hmm. silly stuff and they answer they answer audience questions and things like that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's a magic the gathering podcast from some personalities streamers and content creators in the magic the gathering world and you can also find-
0: coincidentally sponsored by channel Fireball. yeah com.
1: and you can find that over at ponderpodcast.net but mm-hmm. riley it could equally
0: <laughs> it could very easily be laura t hardens podcast the ponder podcast it exists to encourage women to set their minds on things above through pondering, God, God, pondering God's word on the go.
1: Yeah, so you can find this on Spotify on Pocket Cast. It appears to be like a... Poor audio quality guided prayer podcast? It's the
0: it's guided prayer for people who hate high fidelity audio and really enjoy mouth sounds. Yeah,
1: that's kind of what we're looking at here. So yeah. I mean you can find that if you're interested over at lauratharden.com. So Laura THarden.com and ponderpodcast.net could be it's either one. It's one of those ones. One of those it's two. It's one of them. Just just to be safe, just go download them both. Go download
0: them both and it'll be really interesting to watch Laura (laughs) Laura T. Harden's stats spike as we send that big scrimier river energy over to her. But really, it is difficult to say. Um, Obviously, both podcasts, you know, great listens. One is about magic and involves three well-known magic personalities, you know. High quality offerings every week, sponsored by Channel Fireball. The same, the same place that
1: we are sponsored by that sells exactly. Magic gathering singles and products and is a Magic to Gathering content
0: and web store primarily, yes. The other one is a half-assed, badly recorded guided prayer with a lot of mouth. I know I keep coming back to the mouth sounds Have you stems, listened to but it? they're a like it's a very wet podcast. Yeah. It's very moist, is what I'm saying. Like it's a very there's a lot of moisture involved in this podcast so it could be more than anyway I would have thought. just
1: head on over check out both podcasts to be safe mm. just to be safe just to be right
0: safe. and then we've ticked both boxes can i tell you something what's that there's a second half ass history podcast what is there there is there's another half ass history podcast half and it, it's it's like half donkey yes half assed yeah chomping my flavor is it more popular chomping my flavor it is not mm. it is not I am the superior half-ass podcast. I am the superior half-ass History podcast. And next
1: week we'll know who is the superior ponder podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As Laura T. Arden hits us up with that sweet, sweet defamation suit oh, for, calling, <laughs> for calling out her mouth south. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Last week we talked a little bit about pre-boarding, mm, and we uncovered out the out horrible
1: stacks, looking at what's going on. Real uncovered we- the horrible truth weevil- that I actually was guilty of at one point. We'll just seed that in there for later on.
0: <laughs> well, it was – it was. I mean, you were pretty strident in your criticism of anyone who pre boarded
1: Yeah. The, like doing and overly then, competitive borderline, you know, spirit of the law, letter, letter of the law cheating because it's a loud continuous text instruments doing those kind of things when the stakes are so low is yeah,
0: heinous. It's pretty deplorable. And then I'd kind of associate you and, and told you that I'd done it and now our friendships in tatters. Barely being held together by the spit and string of this podcast, yeah, being held together mostly
1: um, by the spiritual guidance of the Ponder Podcast.
0: Exactly. If it weren't for Laura T. Harden and, and and the and the good word of the Lord above, we would be. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis is not one to turn the other cheek no, of his no. own. Uh, no, exactly right. Anyway. We got um, uh, we got a pre boarding story here now, Dennis. I've actually forgotten to put the name of the person who sent it in here. So if you could just fill, while I desperately scroll through to try to find who it was. Here. I'm
1: going to fill by telling you that you should just Control F and search the word any like any of the words in this question. That's really Discord much smarter than than just than what I was doing. Just blindly scrolling up and just down just the submissions page scrolling on your what Discord, I was doing. Oh
0: my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right.
1: Um, Still haven't found it, huh? Still just trucking. You said "um" as if you were going to be ready, and then you weren't ready. This part's coming out. He's still looking. Here he comes. Got it. He's got it. We got, ladies and gentlemen. Got it. We got him.
0: <laughs> got it. You got it. All right. Now the now the fun game will be: Do I remember to edit this out? You and the answer will probably be no. <clears throat> Pietro got in touch. Pietro, with a preboarding story. Says regarding preboarding, I remember my even tied pre-release a couple of years ago, mm. many years ago. I sat down with my third or fourth round opponent that had and had the banal pre-match chit chat. How are you doing? What you game? How are you game so far? My opponent asks me in a way that felt perfectly natural. What kind of deck and, and colors I was playing? You know, this and you do this all the time, well, yeah, right? Like, playing? oh, yeah. what was what was your pull like? Yeah. Oh, I've some good, whatever, right? Yeah, fine. I told him, and immediately, as if it was a normal thing, started going through his deck and swapping cards with his sideboard. I was completely taken aback by the audacity and didn't even think of telling he wasn't supposed to do that. I imagine he just didn't know because he was a pretty young kid. It didn't help me much anyway, since his deck was hot garbage. But I still cannot forget how brazen it was. Laser-guided karma, Dennis. I imagine you love to hear that. I do,
1: I do. How do you feel about the, the banal pre-game chat here?
0: I hate it. You don't like banal chat? I hate it. it. is Isn't it it's pretty sure it's banal? Well, it's banal. It's banal? Banal.
1: It's just really banal.
0: I think that's something, something else, man. It's an
1: old picnic face sketch where it's like people, it's like one of the things that you hate and like one of those people who mispronounce banal. It's just some guy be yeah. like, I don't like, you know, Detroit. It's just really banal. It's just super banal. It just sounds okay. awful. <laughs> and so I will bad. admit, as soon as you said banal, it was just white noise for me. For the rest of intro story, all I could think yep. about was banal.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, again, a classic, a classic tale. Yeah, the of, audacity uh, here, of,
1: the just the the self confidence this person must have. They must wake up every morning, yeah. walk over the mirror, and just punch a hole in it with like the like sheer bravado they have every morning mm-hmm. to look like. I just I can't I can't imagine living myself living my life with this level of confidence.
0: It must be, oh, And we're both pretty confident dudes, but this is on a... This is a whole other level. This is on an entirely different level. Anyway, this actually uh, brings us quite neatly to our next segment here. Uh, this pre-boarding story almost qualifies as a LGSR story. I went for a real. What did you think of that growly kind of sound? It was sound good.
1: In my, head, in my head, it's like... You know you know, when um, Psycho, they have the, the Bates Motels, like on the side set to the side of a hill? Yeah. In my head, it's a... It's just the side of the hill, but it's just like the child fireball game center on the top. Yeah, of it. at the top. And yeah, then, like the lightning flashes and, <laughs> lightning lights and the lights up. You see moment. balls exactly, yeah. and like dead trees and bats yeah. and
0: stuff. But it's just like it's <coughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just, <laughs> it's just game shop at the top of the hill. Anyway, so we've got a, an LGS horror story. Who this this week comes in from Jusums to Ploughshares, and it's an old school, an old school. LGS horror story. It's good to know that LGS horror stories are immutable right. throughout, you, you, the, throughout the millennia. You submit this
1: LGS horror story for the consideration of the, the Midnight Society. What's it called? Oh, my God. What are they called? Hang on a second. Now it's James' turn
0: to- now, now I have to desperately fill. This is good. It the is good the thing Midnight about,
1: Society. Do you remember Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: No. Is that a TV show? Yeah. No, is i a TV, TV show. For most, of my, my, most of my childhood.
1: I didn't have a TV anyway. I,
0: okay. It's not a brag, dude. I'm so culturally out of touch because, it, like, I, I, did, I, we talked about this, right? When I was watching, like, when we were watching Yu-Gi-Oh! I talked about the fact that, like, if I'd ever go to, for, like, a sleepover at RAFs, one of the biggest treats in the morning was getting up at 6.30 to watch Pokemon on Pokemon, Cheese yeah. TV because I never got to watch Cheese TV. Cheese TV? Cheese. Okay, well, forget the LGS horror stories. Now it's time to talk about Cheese TV. So in Australia... um What topsy-turvy world I think do you it come started, to? <laughs> I think it started at 5.30 or maybe 6, right? And it was a it was a cartoon show called Cheese TV. Oh yeah, and it sh- with,
1: with, with only two e's and a z, and it looks z. like a ripoff of the Google logo.
0: Yes, Cheese TV, right? And I can't remember what what the first show was that it started, but the second one was Pokemon, and then Dragon Ball Z, right? And dragon Ball Z, mate. No, it's Dragon Ball Z. In Australia, it's called Dragon Ball Z.
1: Are you telling me the song goes dragon, 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 Dragon
0: Ball, Dragon Ball Z? Dra- dragon Ball Z. It goes Dragon, Dragon, rock the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon dragon, 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 punch them in dragon, the head.
1: Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z.
0: No, no, in Australia, it's Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, um, mm. so we're watching. So if I go to like Raph's house for a sleepover or whatever, we'd be able to get up in the morning and watch cheese TV before we went to, went to school, right? But because we had to leave for school... You know by my head, like, this is
1: just Raphael Levy now, right? I know it isn't. But. No, it's not. It's
0: Raph Crickmay, actually. It's another, uh, this other guy. He was he and I were like the the, the um, principal Pokemon nerds at our primary school. Anyway, because um, we had like Mew and Celebi and no one else did. Um, man, I got in trouble one time because I traded one of my Mews. Like I duped it and traded it to Matt Perrin.
1: Who had a rat I tail until he have was full like names of children in them every time. But like Matt, so people can so, look these people up on like LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> know like, what happened to that view? So Matt, I think Matt Parent,
0: I think he became like a, a professional pilot. The last, I think he and Pat O'Neill became like professional pilots. The two pilot but Pats. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin like Matt because Matt and Pat becoming friends. That's a little obvious there, right? But Matt had a rat tail until he was like. In grade five, I don't want to ruin his career as a successful like pilot, but he did have a rat tail for like an inordinately long time. Matt so out Aaron.
1: of out of Matt and Pat, and Matt had the tail of the rat in his head. Yeah, it was <laughs> <It's like> a <laughs> exactly. doll <Roald Dahl> book.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I went to Pat O'Neill's one time because I wasn't allowed guns either at, 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 as a kid at school. Like no kind of like we weren't allowed water, like, water pistols, like potato right, guns, like lack a third of band guns order nothing,
1: right? friggin' yeah. seg- like tangent.
0: And one time I got in trouble because I went to Pat O'Neill's place and we, he had a balcony at the front of his um, bedroom and we shot potato pellets at people with his potato guns as they walked past on the street below. And we got in trouble for that. Um, anyway, incept so out you, another you, layer. You,
1: you you, and Matt and Pat with his tail of a rat would shoot the potatoes off the balcony and they would go splat. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
0: Oh, very good. Anyway, Matt Perry and I, we got in trouble one time because I tried to trade him a Mew, and Rodney Cortis took the Game Boy off me. He was going to tell my mum he didn't because I don't know how, but sometimes I talk, I somehow I talked him out of it. He gave it back to me, and I never got caught for that. Um, but you used to watch anyway,
1: g and you'd watch Pokemon on it.
0: I'd watch Pokemon with Raph Crickmay. That's right. And this is because I, I asked doing. you, and
1: you ever seen Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: No. And, and uh, the thing, my my my—the my, whole point here was that we used to watch Pokemon when I'd say it, Raph's, but I was ne- we, we never got to watch Dragon Ball Z because it started at 8, and we had to leave for school before... It would be so, on cheese Are You Afraid
1: TV. of the Dark was a Nickelodeon show that was okay. a later on at night where it was it was basically like the Twilight Zone for kids.
0: Okay, yeah. But yeah.
1: it was scary as all hell. Like, there was, it was supposed to be these kids who would, like, go into the woods and they would meet every- and they would tell spooky stories to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, like, they would sit around a campfire and they would say- said, Like said, the, the torch pointed the cons- up at their face, yeah. For the consideration of the Midnight Society. And they would throw a little bit of, like- like, you know, Peruvian black vanishing powder or whatever kind of thing onto mm-hmm. the fire. And it'll go, and then the title of the story will come up. Yeah. And then it would be like a little 15 minute story about how you go to the, you know, you know that knickknack shop you have in every town that's owned yes. by the man who is clearly the devil or whatever, mm-hmm. but his name's Lou, so no one suspects it when he sells you yep. an old ventriloquist doll that keeps moving every time you go to sleep. It was yep. all that kind of stuff.
0: Very, very uh, trope heavy, mm-hmm. shall we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just lampshades all over the place. All right. Um. LJS horror stories.
1: Yeah.
0: Jeez, we went from LJ's horror stories to me shooting people with potato guns off the side of my balcony with off the side of Pat O'Neill's balcony. In six easy steps. <laughs> do you know what we did one time with do you know what Pat and I did one time? We handcuffed his older sister to the stairs. He had like he had the full like um how old were you and ca- how old was the sister? The sister was like twelve, I think, and we were like nine, nine? Okay. as my my guess. Where did right? you get
1: handcuffs as children? Well,
0: so he had, like, the full cop, like, costume get-up. Like, he had, he had – like, Pat had the coolest parents, right? He had every toy you could think of, uh-huh. right? He had sea monkeys. He had, like, potato batteries. He had, like, grow your own crystals. But he also had, like, just a bunch of, like, toy guns, which I was never allowed to play with. I had swords and shields, but never, never, ever toy guns. So I love going to Pat's place because I got play with toy guns, which, you know, because it was taboo in my family. So we never allowed to do that, right? very wise. In the end I have got to give my credit, parents credit for that. No no toy firearms in my in my house. Anyway, we so once I can't like I can't remember what the charge. But we trumped up some charge, right? Some arrest, some some trumped up warrant or something Yeah, I mean
1: right? like damn where you're from every every court is a kangaroo court anyway, so what does it matter, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: anyway we dragged her from her bedroom right the two of us whoa and like
1: we ha- took her in the middle of the night what's going
0: on? oh yeah no this was some real like this was some real sort of uh, Secret you know police s- stealing her from the uh from the from a, a bedroom in the yeah well I mean I it was probably like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday but still right anyway dragged her out handcuffed her to the stairs like the banister right and left her there as a prisoner mm-hmm. and then we came back later and she was she got out of it
1: because yeah, we there no were children's toy would,
0: handcuffs made. She wouldn't tell us. She wouldn't tell you how? She wouldn't tell how, we got, how she got out. It was incredible. I don't know how she made the escape. So I don't know what jailbird Amy O'Neill is doing these days. The full days, names
1: but... every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh mate, I wonder. I wonder what. What? what I mean, what, you. I mean, you went to primary school with people, presumably. What? What did your primary school kids do?
1: You know, stuff like this. That's absolutely fine. But Riley, I would like to point out to you, we are gentlemen. Yeah. The 18 minutes into this podcast, I all, think right, we okay, need to sure, all right, okay, sure. refocus. We'll
0: have primary school stories with Dennis another time. Anyway, so here's the LGS horror story from Jewsoms to Ploughshares. This one comes. From, this one comes from when I was in primary school in 1998. Dennis, you were a mere spring chicken. How old were you? Like two? Five. Five, Five years old. All right. <clears throat> So, it was in 1998, and I was playing in what now would be called FNM at my local LGS in a Type 1 tournament, says Jews and At the time, I was in 8th grade, so my deck wasn't exactly full of expensive cards. I was playing mono black Aggro that ran Carnifade, Sarcomancy, Cursed Scroll, and the typical Classic fun game. cards in any of black deck at the time would play, Dark Ritual, Sinkhole, t- Hymn to Turak. The meta at the time was pretty straightforward with what I remember. Most decks were first-turn kill decks with Bizarre of Baghdad and Shallow Grave. Sounds very cool. Five-color control and blue-black necro. So when my $100 deck ended up taking down the tournament, the old guard at the shop was not happy. Ooh. I can imagine. Imagine this, walking in as an eighth grader and taking out the tournament with bloody Dark Ritual into Sinkhole. No one's going to like that. Um, uh, while I was winning my finals match, the owner of the store hastily threw together a mono-white deck full of black hate, And as I went to the front counter to collect my store credit, the store owner said that he would play me double or nothing against his deck. I could see that it ran light of day, white nights and white pump nights, etc. So luckily for me, I didn't play, and I ended up using the store credit to purchase a Jusum Gin for $140. And that is probably an investment that has matured very nicely indeed over the years, Dennis, wouldn't you say? I
1: cannot believe... What a heel!
0: Yeah. Imagine this store owner. Imagine this store owner watching a kid, a kid, run the tables, right, and then put together, like, a a deck specifically made to be that kid and then offer them double or nothing as the store owner.
1: This kid is in eighth grade, which puts him at 13. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Yeah. Imagine being the kind of person who, only, like, is old enough to be a small business owner. Mm-hmm. And you were prepared to give the prize away to somebody,
0: right? Yes, but they have to like earn it or whatever by playing the right uh, deck.
1: no, the, like this guy, this Juzam Juzam to Pleasures is the, and I, I'm glad they kept the name. Yeah, is it's a great name. Clearly, the hero of this anime,
0: absolutely, 100%. absolutely hero of this horror story. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when the horror story ends in in the heroes escaping. You know, they mm, actually they manage to get goes. out of the, of the doomed castle or whatever. Um, how much is that juice and going to be worth these days? Which thousands, right? Uh,
1: what a what a dish would this has been.
0: Uh, I don't know. Let's. I mean, let's let's be conservative and say it's like, I don't know, unlimited or revised. Oh, Still going to be a fair okay. whack, right?
1: Let's see. But up, but up, but really quick vamp. I mean,
0: I can just vamp. You don't have to sing. It's fine. If, it's, I mean, an, if cards, it's an
1: Arabian Nights one, it's like eleven hundred bucks.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad. A 1,000% increase. Not a bad little investment there. Wow. Anyway. That is Juiz the only plow-
1: Juice and gin there has ever been.
0: Oh, was it, was it not an alpha or beta? Oh, I guess not. Well, maybe not. Okay. Anyway, Juice to Jim Plowshares, thanks for sharing the story. If you've got LGS horror stories you want to share with us, it's become it's become a regular favorite and also a great segue for me to talk about, like... I mean, I haven't even talked about Reese Dryzek and his Lego collection. Oh my goodness! He moved to Canberra in grade, in like grade four. It was so tr- I used to love going around to his place. He had the biggest Lego collection I've ever seen. He had so much Lego Dennis, it was spread out across his entire bedroom floor. Just right? the floor was Lego. It's like a nightmare. It was just no, no. It was like a town. He had those like big flat plates where you could like build, you know, like roads and stuff, and you could build. Do you think stuff he ever just of
1: went off and went full Godzilla on it?
0: I don't think so. But it, it meant, like, he had the pirate ship, he had the, he had the rocket, he had the police, he had every, oh, mate, it was so cool. He was had a, a computer, we could play the asterisk and obelisk, obelisk. Um, asterisk.
1: A obelisk
0: yeah um uh platformer game oh it was i loved going to reese's place anyway that was lgs horror stories slash riley's primary school musings slash and riley
1: feels the cold grip of age around his heart i'm gonna get some primary
0: school stories out of dennis don't you even worry about it that that's that's coming up that's coming up next. We week. had.
1: i had a fight once in primary school that was similar to what you talked about go on my friend mark my best friend i'll, I'll go with your convention mark last flanagan. name mark flanagan <laughs>
0: Yeah, Mark Flanagan.
1: Uh, we got in like a little shove up when I was in fifth class, which would make me 11.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I was roughly the same height and weight I am now.
0: Wow. So and I large. And- early, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go.
1: Yep. And Mark shoved me and then I shoved him and then Mark mm. kicked me in the thigh and then I haymakered him in the jaw and he went down like Ooh. a ton of bricks. <laughs> and the teacher <laughs> oh, was like, damn, you can't hit people like that. It was like, he wow. hit me first and they were like. Yeah, no, I know, but you didn't hit him the same, did you? (laughs) No, 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 no. Dennis,
0: when I said you can't hit people like that, I didn't mean you as in, like, everyone. I mean you,
1: you. Dennis, can't hit
0: people like that. Oh, more primary school stories, I I think, in the coming. You absolutely got him. Poor Mark Flanagan.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Mark. um, I'm trying to think of another primary school story that was interesting. My primary school was relatively boring. How many people do you think were in my class at primary school? I don't know, like 20, Really? Why? Me. What? Just a very small school. Did, did you I, live in the country? No, I live right in the right in the middle of the city. But it was the what? only school in the area that wasn't a gendered school, and that's why my parents wanted me to go there. Uh,
0: yeah, it was. It was a uh, like ed.
1: Yeah, there were two boys and four girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty forward thinking of it. Your parents are very forward thinking. Oh man.
1: yeah, no uniforms, no nothing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We had no. I wish we had a uniform. I got bullied relentlessly for always just having dimmy's clothing.
1: You try to just dress better.
0: Yeah, sure. When I was eight, I had a lot of agency over what parent, what my parent, <laughs> my parents bought me clothing that was sturdy and cheap, which it was, was like very, very sensible. To
1: school, yeah, yeah,
0: and also it was like, oh, you're growing. I'm not going to buy you but like fashionable fair. stuff yeah, that's, that's not going to fit that's you. That's very reasonable. But I did get Oscar Herman used to. Oh, he he was man. Oscar Herman used to tease. He used to absolutely rip the piss out of me because he he wear cool. He wore like skate clothing, camouflage pants, I had a bunch here, all this skate sort of clothing, stuff. Yeah. Skate clothing. I I never had. I my it got so like it got so bad that my um, sensible like penny pinching parents one time had to take me to like a Seconds and Samples um, skate brand sale, and they spent two hundred dollars, which is a lot of money, Mm. right, on skate clothing for me to wear because I was getting bullied so relentlessly for wearing dimmies and forges.
1: Well, that's very sweet.
0: I mean, it was it was. Now I look back, it's, like, pretty heartbreaking, actually, and it was really Mm. nice that they did that. But, no, it's funny because Oscar Herman and I made up. I I went on camp, and we were supposed to share tents with our, like, best friends, and obviously I went went to share with Raf and Reese, and they were awful because Raf got really homesick and Reese like, got sick, I think. And then I just shared a tent with Oscar Herman, who used to pick on me all the time. It was really good because he used to bring lollies and I'd eat them. It was great. I
1: love love turning the podcast into just free therapy for Riley like this. And how how did Oscar bullying you and and then being a friend of yours make you feel Riley? it was great it was really nice to
0: come full circle with Oscar Herman I think he's doing alright he was a Kiwi though as well that was definitely not in his favour his mum had a very thick Kiwi accent his sister too Saskia and his older brother Casper as well I liked Casper what are really these
1: cool. names
0: what Oscar Oscar Saskia and Casper I'm amazed yeah. that I remember all this I am too it's incredible wow anyway um,
1: let's continue with our Magic the Gathering <laughs> advice podcast <laughs> this is like uh, usually the train at least starts on the rails but I don't think this one ever left the, the depot Time for
0: another crowd-favorite segment here. Um, Am I the Magic Arsehole? Although we had a new suggestion uh, for the name sent in by Tamsin, who suggests calling the segment Am I the Magical Something?
1: Magical Something, <laughs> of course, being a Yu-Gi-Oh card that Riley and I made fun of when we watched yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> last Monday. Yeah,
0: the name, of, the name of the last episode. People across it. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I when I posted the episode, someone in the Discord was like, oh, Magical Something, that's really funny. Riley, did you know that that's a Yu-Gi-Oh card? I was like, yes. You haven't listened to the episode, mate. <laughs> you haven't listened to the episode. Fake fan. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Keezer12 writes in and asks, Is my asshole magical? Well, the doctor's I'll
1: in, Riley. Let's find out. Let's find out.
0: Uh, I'm going to pre release. During one of the later rounds, I take a mulligan in game number one and still manage to get the win. My opponent is none too happy to have lost despite me going down a card and uses some colourful language to let me know just how they feel about it. Classic. Very diplomatic description of events here. <laughs> I mumble something about six cards being enough if it contains a threat that their seven can't answer, and then that's variance. And then we go to shuffle up for game number two. While shuffling, my opponent pauses and asks, Do you want to ID?
1: They're a game down. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, they're down again. It's I mean, I, I, this almost fringes on being a power move here. It's do you a bold negotiation ID? strategy. <laughs> exactly. I answer the way I always do. Honestly, mate, I'd rather not. And they respond, oh, well, I concede then. Enjoy the pack if it means that much to you. One or more of us is the asshole here. The question is who? It's the other person. It's the other person. And this was a very easy. Now, look, dunk. this
1: is one of the... There's a little wiggle room here where I could imagine this... Can you imagine this question from the other person's perspective? Like, let's say they wrote in. They're like, okay. yeah, my opponent Mulliganed and they got really lucky, and then I got a little tilted about it, and they, like, big time, you'd be like, oh, well, I had a threat, so it was enough to win. Then I was like, well, look, we're not having a fun time. Can we just idea?' And they're like, no, I want to win the pack. Can you imagine that scenario? Is that scenario reasonable?
0: I, I mean, it's it's not, it's not conceivable.
1: Yes, I don't. I it's still not, think they're in the, in the I, wrong there.
0: Even if you stack the deck against... Yeah, kids I'm, tr- the I'm trying here. to be
1: conscious of, like, storyteller bias here. Yeah. Um, but, but even I with that, even I think it's not worst, close.
0: Like, unless Keezer, like, ran around the room high fiving everyone. You know that? You know the thing? You, have you seen the comic where the guy is on the podium and he's, like, drinking the champagne yeah, and he like, kisses uh, the trophy yeah. girl and that sort of stuff, gives everyone the finger and, and then, then it third. turns out that he's third? Like, yeah. that, even if Keezer was giving out those vibes after winning game one, I still think, like, the, do you know what really gets me? Enjoy the pack if it means that much to you.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. They'd already won game one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's
0: y- are you. You've got a bit of a chip on your shoulder with people, like you know. Like yesterday or last last week, you were like, "How do these people sleep at night on the on a bed of like you know extra packs that they've won?" I don't think that people go to F being like, "Oh, I'm imagine all the packs I'm going to win." Oh, no, people definitely so do good- that.
1: <laughs> do you think so?
0: Yes. I think people go to, like, play Magic, first of all, have a I good time. I bet a bunch of it...
1: people, consciously or not, staple wow. their self-worth to how well they do at FNM. No. Of course they do.
0: Wow. This is the Magic equivalent of, like, footy fans who, if the Collingwood Magpies lose in the weekend, they just, they're just they just in a bad mood for the rest of the week. Dude,
1: it's... Have you seen... What is the cause you used to lean into this? Have you seen that old Magic ad, Here I Rule, or whatever it is? No. Let me find it what for is you. It? What is it? Well, he- well, explain the concept of it. So, it is an ad. I found the ad for you and posted it in the Discord. And okay. it's, it's literally like, you guys are cooler than me in, in high school and you're dating oh. the cheerleader and you're jocks. But here I rule. And that's oh the name. My, that's the I, campaign ad.
0: I'm the king of the nerds.
1: Like I'm gonna don't, show, don't step, don't step every, to me at my LJ Everybody, ass. Google "Here I Rule." Riley and I are gonna watch this together now, and it'll be. In oh, the, we doing. I'll okay, do we're it doing in the room. Thing. You ready? All right, all right, here we go.
0: Let's let's watch "Here I Rule." I've summoned guardians from across the blind eternities. Oh Big hot of I've spun time
1: around my fingers. Oh, I my know goodness, your plans mate. before you've even made them. It's this awful. is, there is no speed, no reflex, no twitch that can save this you from is my mind.
0: So bad. You think you've got me cornered? This you, is but so. I'm right behind you. Oh my goodness! This has like huge, here. Here. no person, nothing personnel, kids. Oh, that's very bad. That's v- the, it, the whole thing. For those of you who weren't able to watch it, the whole thing is this guy giving like an edge lord diatribe about how. While you were doing whatever, I was studying the blade. Literally, that's the, that, yeah. That's the whole vibe. It's just, it's wow. Okay. So cool, there, cool.
1: There are people who feel like this. I'm sure there are. Subconsciously, so I or guess not. there
0: are. I guess there are. Well, Keetzer, I'm glad you're not one of them, and I'm glad that you gave this bloke what for because it sounds like 100%. he was a real prick. Sounds like it sounds like he was the one with the magical asshole. Anyway, Dennis, we've got another we've got another M. Jethra M. Jethra question Riley. here. You want to hit us up?
1: Jethro writes in and asks, "Am I the magic asshole?" Casual cube at my friend's house with peasant cube. I was playing five-color soul-type graveyard deck against my cube's heavy friend on blue-red spells. It's casual, so there's nothing on the line, but the winner gets to take home a trophy and keep it until the next cube night. Excuse me, Jethro. Everything is on the line. Yeah, Pure there is pride now de- is on the line.
0: Some, there is certainly something on the line. Here. Oh, yeah.
1: man. Okay. On my turn, I tap low for a skin render and kill my opponent's thermoalchemist, leaving them with one creature. They cast Chain Lightning on my skin render. On resolution, I point out that the two lands I have up are Tri-Lands, Mystic Monetary, and Frontier Bivouac, to be specific. So I ha- so he has the two red to pay and copy mm-hmm. Chain Lightning and Reader, and, you know, direct it at the opponent's creature as well. My opponent's clearly unhappy with this, and while they don't ask, I don't offer to let them take it back, because now they've revealed the Chain Lightning, I might end up making decisions in towards leaving out the red lands, etc. Nevertheless, this feels like quite a sharky thing to do at a kitchen table game. I left with- I left with the trophy, am I the magic asshole? No! Especially if they didn't ask, because they they've been like, "Oh, well, I wouldn't have done that if I'd if I noticed." It's like, well, a even that's I would have been like, "Too bad."
0: Yeah, it is. It is on the caster of the the thing is the thing with chain lightning is it never comes up, right? No, like it's so rare for you to cast chain lightning and for some for, like for those of you who don't know, chain lightning is a sorcery speed lightning bolt that you can then pay red red to copy, copy
1: and shoot back at the other person and basically.
0: shoot back at something which no one knows, and because, then they can copy because, it
1: again and shoot it back at yada. yada.
0: Exactly, and it never really never really comes up, but in this situation I guess it does, and having like trilands lands makes it kind of like, I don't know, I'm I, it's not as bad as this, but I'm getting kind of like Dryad Arbor Amongst Your Lands kind of No vibes way, here. no! No, it's not that bad, no, it's not are that bad. Are you telling bad.
1: me that, like, uh, well, are you telling me Jethro, when they tap, I'm like, oh, just so you know, these can tap for red, and blue, and white, and this can tap for green, just need you to know that, heads up. Crazy crazy no
0: but still like at this level of i mean the thing is dennis as soon as the trophy entered into it for dennis i care so much exactly <laughs> <laughs> like i think at this i think if it, okay if it were me i would have i would have been like it's fine take it back the, I the reason
1: why i care so much is because i think acting like we like everyone cares so much specifically acting like i care more than everyone else makes it fun for everyone because it makes me the villain i genuinely that's believe
0: true that. And Dennis, Dennis does do this a lot. In previous episodes, he's talked about becoming the heel at the EDH table and, you know, being being the bad guy, which actually makes everyone enjoy things more. So if, you've, if you're if you playing with eight people and one of them, namely Dennis, mm. sits down and is like, trophy's mine. You suckers ain't got a chance. Like, it actually does make people care more. Try it your last pathetic
1: investment. card, Riley.
0: Because here I rule. Yeah. Exactly, right?
1: No, I don't. Th- and- I don't think Jethro did anything wrong here, especially because the opponent didn't wasn't like you know. Oh, I wouldn't have cast that if I known they'd do the top the red. But even if they had done that, I think it would have still been in the right. This is so so yeah. crystal clear in my eyes. Yeah, and you know what also
0: takes it in favor of Jethro oh. Jethro here is the fact that you know they say to begin to begin with, I'm playing against a cube savvy friend. Like if you're a cube if you are cube savvy, you should know what chain lightning. They play does. cube it's every week.
1: week. It's got all, all the cards, and there are known.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it it is written on the card. Yeah, I guess so. Jethro, if you you give
1: us your friend's email address, I will send them an introductory email to the Dennis Straniak course for improving Magic the Gathering, the two step program.
0: The the Dennis Straniak two step program for magic excellence. All right, you know what? I'm walking it back. It's not like it's not anywhere near the the Dried Arbor amongst the lands kind of thing. It's not, it's not that. But it does, it definitely is a feel bad. Oh, well. It definitely is a feel bad. Sorry yeah you made a mistake yeah. the game doesn't play magic itself doesn't, dude this is magic well doesn't living. care about your feelings yeah
1: <laughs> the rules don't care right. about your feelings right
0: okay all right all right yeah all right fair enough okay i'll take it back jethro you're definitely not the, i mean i i was never going to come out and say that jethro is the asshole never going to say that right like that's not what i'm saying it's just that i think in this position i would have i would have allowed the takesies backsies i would have done that
1: they didn't ask but the takes the
0: yeah, but they're clearly unhappy with this. It's the whole thing is about maximizing fun. I would have been like, oh. No,
1: it's not. I mean, it's you- about taking the damn trophy home, Riley.
0: Okay. All right. All right, mate. All right, mister. The bo- sleeping on booster packs isn't worth it. You bloody- know what's
1: fun for me? Sleeping, and staring at my trophy while you stare at the ceiling contemplating whether or not you should have cast that chain lightning. That's right. fun well, for that's a- me.
0: Uh, can I tell you what, Dennis? The next time we play against each other in a draft, I'm going to be I'm going to be very careful watching you for bloody pre boarding because it sounds like you're the sort of jerk who's bloody trying to gas-slamp us all and thinking you don't do may,
1: it. You're deflecting. You're a, you're a consummate admitted pre boarder.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a confessed pre boarder, aren't I? Oh dear. Oh dear. It only gets worse. Can I? Do you want, do you want me to double down here, Dennis? Double down. Go ahead. Do you, want, do you want this is so terrible because I've just come and said, oh, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do this. I shocked someone so hard in cube one time. In Cube, I sharked someone so hard, right? Because we were cubing, right? And we were playing... A, but the, the, here's the difference. This guy had been talking smack and and making a big, big fool of himself, right? He was portraying like he knew everything about Cube. Like when people... You know, he was the, how is this still in the pack guy during the draft, right? He's like, oh, this is insane in Cube. This is amazing in Cube. This is so good in Cube, da, Because he'd done like one vintage Cube at Magic mm. Online. Anyway, he passes me. He passes me, Dennis balance he passes balance. literally one of the most
1: powerful magic cards of all time
0: one of the most powerful yeah so I'm like all right I'm going to take this I'm going to build it this guy's talking out his ass we get paired he's playing a ramp deck right so puts a bunch of lands into play I've built around balance so I've got all the mana rocks I've got all the ways to you know to make make sure balance is going to be good and he just spews his hand out onto the battlefield this dumb green black mid-range deck that every person who's bad at cube builds I'm building the most of the time right Spews his card out and he's like, Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, you know, you don't have enough, unless you've got like something that is, nah, he's got it, right? Completely spews. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, good, 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 like that. Untap and balance him. And he's just like, Wait, what? Reads the card. He's like, No, what? Wait, no, that doesn't, oh, what? But, oh, like this. And I've got my mana rocks. Like, I'm not, like, he has to sacrifice like all his lands down to two lands. Like, I did discard a few cards or whatever, but he lost his entire board. It was incredible it was incredible and this thing is the stakes here were even lower there was no trophy here but i just wanted to punish this i wanted to punish this this jerk so so bad right but um i think this is a little different in my defense no no dennis has given me the stinker same it's thing. not any different It's the exact same thing yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't it, the, the temperature at the table when i balanced was a lot worse than it sounds like this one was i don't know Mm-mm. i don't know Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just an insufferable winner, Dennis. I don't know. You're not impressed.
1: <laughs> I'm not impressed, Riley. Have you, um, Riley? Have you have you gained weight? Got some no. some longer teeth? No, Are you 1500 to 1800 kilos? Can run about 30 kilometers an hour? Lift about 40 or 50? Because I didn't realize you were such a big hippopotamal hypocrite here, man.
0: Hippopotamal hypocrite. Yeah. Kind of butchered that one there.
1: Hippo- what's a hippopotamal hypocrite? It's a hypocrite with the with the attributes of a hippopotamus.
0: A hippopotamal hypocrite. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were gonna say, uh, you know, do you live to about fifty or fifty years old, do you smell blood in the water if you got you're an electromagnetic shark. sensor in the tip of your nose? Yes, yeah. everybody else think you're super
1: <laughs> dangerous, but actually you're basically harmless.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's me, mate. That's me. Oh anyway, Jethro, you're not the magical asshole, but maybe I am according no, to the, oh, the reversal Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, I've got some exciting news.
1: I'm, I'm excited for your exciting I've news. got some exciting
0: news. So I told you I had some exciting news. I've asked you not to read the exciting news that I put in the documentary I because haven't. I received an email, Dennis. I, I received an email from web... V- 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 f- 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 at, outlook, at Outlook.com, right? So <laughs> yep. a reputable source for sure. And at the top of this email, you can have a look at it now. There is the Google logo mm-hmm. and... The Microsoft Windows logo, both from about 10 years ago. Yeah?
1: Yep.
0: And the email reads Gmail Lottery Awards. Bear in mind, This, this is being sent from an Outlook address, right? Gmail Lottery Awards, congratulations! Different font. We happily announce to you the draw of different font. Google, an American multinational corporation, in conjunction with Microsoft Windows online sweepstakes promotion held in Mountain View, California, United States, today. This is to inform you this email address have won a prize money of one million five hundred thousand United States dollars. We thank you for your patronage all past years by using <laughs> the, the internet. internet. <laughs> So by using the internet, I've won one million five hundred thousand United States dollars. Google, Dennis, Google and microsoft two words. That's two words. Two major providers of internet products globally collects all email addresses of people active on. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Scandal, just, Riley.
0: Just actively mis- admitting to uh, you got you got to go there. you got to go wide about this. I can go I can go straight to the papers with this. Among millions that subscribe to few from other email providers, six people are selected every six years to what, benefit this from this games? promotion, and you are one of the selected winners. So Google and Microsoft have teamed up to give me and five other lucky beneficiaries one million five hundred thousand United States dollars. they get away with
1: it. They're like Bill Gates, Billy. Are you collecting email addresses? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not collecting email addresses. That's Microsoft.
0: That's Microsoft. Nothing to do with Microsoft. Yes. Yeah. Winners shall be paid uh, in accordance with his or her settlement centre. What, what does that sentence mean? <laughs> I don't know, but Dennis, are you ready? Because there's another twist in the tail here. Because it's about to get... We're about, so bear in mind, this is a Gmail Microsoft promotion that has been sent from an Outlook account, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. So far. No, No problem there. But winners shall be paid in accordance with his or her settlement centre... The Yahoo Prize Award must be claimed no later than 28th days (laughs) from date of draw notification. Any prize not claimed within this period will be forfeited. So now it's a Yahoo Prize Award. Yahoo has been looped in on this this promotion here, Dennis. Yeah,
1: real, real collaboration here.
0: Stated below are your identification numbers. I'm not obviously, obviously I'm not going to read the batch number, the 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 RF the ref number or the winning number because I don't want anyone else pri- uh, claiming my one million five hundred thousand United States dollars. These numbers fall within our location file in London. Okay, you are requested to contact our fiduciary agent in the set, second category and cli- send your winning identification numbers to him for payment. R- Mr. Richard Jolly, whose email address is. E A A L at Europe.com. Which
1: I've just looked up is not a real domain.
0: It's not a real domain. Well, it's hidden. It's, uh, it's hidden by Microsoft. <laughs> um, and then you're advised to send the following information uh, to your agent to facilitate the release of your fund. Full name, sure. Riley. Telephone there, number. There's two
1: phone numbers here. Go on. These are normal phone numbers.
0: Oh, I didn't notice. Sorry. Mr. Richard Jolly also has a telephone number plus 44793. English, blah, 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 blah. And then another. Telephone number plus four four seven nine three. Slightly there's different there. extension, yeah. Slightly different extension. He's got to, just in case, in case one's busy, in case Riley, one's engaged.
1: why well, are Let's just give him a call.
0: Should we just do it? Should let's we give, just a, give call? Him a call? Let's get okay. Let's give M- Mr. Richard Jolly a call. All right, Dennis, so make sure you hold up the four microphone four. so we can hear it here.
1: Seven nine
0: three. Yeah.
1: Seven, you're really not supposed to do this. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but
0: anyway. Well, just don't read out the full number, I guess, just in case we get in trouble for that.
1: Hey, this, it's a spam email, mate.
0: Yeah, what are we? What are they going to do? Is Mike Rose going to going to sue us? Here we go. At this time. The oh no! Number you just dialed is busy or unavailable at
1: this time. No way, no.
0: Well, hang on, hang on. Let's let's try the second extension. That's why the second one, in case the second one's yeah. So what we need to tell him, Dennis. By the way, right? We need to uh, give Mr. Richard Jolly our the full name. The batch number, the reference file yeah, number, number. number,
1: the telephone number. No, 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 no. But Dennis, 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 Easy because nah, I'm, uh, I mean, the other five winners must be hot on the hot on the phone.
0: Yeah, that's it. We'll have to call back later. But Dennis, we, the other information we need to give to Richard Jolly. Bear in mind, it's 2020, right? The year is 2020. We need to give Mr. Richard Jolly a fax
1: number. Do those even exist anymore? No. And then congratulations once again, you most faithfully. Right. You know what the yeah. best part about this is? The best part. At the is, very bottom think, of this email, it says copyright 2004 to 2015.
0: Yeah, they haven't updated it for we a know, while. No, that,
1: that, that means... And also, the, the the best part, which is not going to come across unless you post this in Discord, is it just has the word approved in word art just in slapped art, on there. Across it, it's just got
0: approved in word art across the side of the, the thing. It's so good. I'm really so going to try to call them.
1: Oh, no hang on. There is a different phone number at the top Okay, for the US but, office. But,
0: we've we've missed one final thing that I want to point out here because it says as you said congratulations once again yours faithfully right uh-huh and then it's from mrs which is in italics lot of very 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 determined about the fact that it's a mrs here mm-hmm. mrs monica terry john right executive chairman okay. google microsoft what wow <laughs>
1: The executive chairman of Google Microsoft is Mrs. Monica Terry-John. I think this is actually advice for the person who wrote this letter. Executive chairman, uh, Google Microsoft.
0: Oh, right. Executive chairman, Google Microsoft. You'll see it. Let's try View. You'll and see Mo- this phone Mrs. number Moni- is
1: registered to Metinview, California, when I try to call it. Isn't that... That's a dial-up modem sound. Riley, I think...
0: Jeez, that's... That's jarring.
1: Right, I think, I think I think one of us might be getting activated as like an MK Ultra agent.
0: Yeah, I just I wonder if this is, they knew that this would be read out in the po- on the podcast. So all of a sudden, like we've just we've we've just activated a sleeper cell somewhere. Oh my god, what was that? Going to go and perpetrate a level a, a, an amount of high level political assassinations or something? Well, we bear no responsibility. No, no, no. Anyway, listen, um, I'll I'll shoot off an email to Richard Jolly and um, Dennis. Look, I think it's only fair that we split the the money. Um. So I'll I'll cut you off a cool hundo. I'll take That's it. That's fine. You know I'll take it. That's fine. But uh, yeah, no. Me, Channel five, mate.
1: Free. Just pay me the hundo now, and you can keep the rest of the money when it arrives. Do
0: you want me to just send so you yeah, the just hundo send me the now? Hundo ahead of time. I'll send you the hundo Tell now, what, and then once wait,
1: to send me the hundo. Just send me your full name, telephone number, fax number, batch number. Your <laughs> uh, s- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yours sincerely, Dennis Straniak, Executive Chairman, Star City Channel Fireball Games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, suckers, that's it. It's the end of the podcast. All right, suckers, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, this has been so much fun. It's been really good. Um, should we do the – I think the secrets – people in the Discord are yeah. pointing out, like, everyone knows there's a hidden podcast in the podcast. We've had some uh, different names suggested for it.
1: So this is the part of the podcast where Brian and I review episodes of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! anime for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, we watched a bunch of them. If you're, a, if you're a subscriber to my Twitch channel or a supporter on Patreon, right – uh, you can join us Monday nights uh, and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! with us. We we burned through a fair few episodes this week. But uh, we had a couple of extra uh, of suggestions for the name of this segment. We used to call it Charizard Me River. <clears throat> Someone suggested the Trapper log. It's not bad. No,
1: it's not. I th- the best one I've seen, which was suggested by Jeff, was seto Scriber.
0: seto Scribe is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another one, Scry me you just activated my trap card.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not bad at all. And then, of course, Duel Me River.
0: Well, no, it's not that, Dennis. It's not that. It's... Because the the in, the intro is now, it's time to duel me a river. Dennis doesn't like it. Don't love it. Don't like it. Okay. Well, Kate, look, none of these winners. It's
1: time to duel. is too sacred to mess with.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, it's time
1: <laughs> to. So Riley, right, just uh, so we watched episode one last week, and yes. we enjoyed it so much. This episode, this week we watched episodes two, three, and four.
0: Yes. If you want to catch up on these, they're only twenty. They're not, not even twenty minutes long, right? <laughs> they're on um, Netflix. They're all on Netflix, and it is a wild ride.
1: So Riley, first of all, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the intro, the, the theme, the theme song?
0: Love it. Love the intro. It's great. It's really good. It's, got it's sick. It's so
1: hard. <clears throat> <sighs> <disappe>
0: Yep, it's really, the, the intro is fantastic. A great marriage of 2D and 3D animation, which mm-hmm. I really love. Um, you got some, noticed- some new characters this time. You've new met, characters.
1: Chiefly, you've met, among some, you've met, you know, Rex Raptor, Weevil Underwood, yep. Mako Tsunami, a little mm-hmm. bit of Bakura, but yep. mostly Riley. Sorry, introduce-
0: Bakura, what's Bakura's last name? Uh, from school. <laughs> from school, Bakura from school. Yeah. Every time they
1: see Bakura, like, is that Bakura? Bakura from school?
0: yeah we <laughs> were from school yes our friend uh
1: so you're um uh, but you've mostly been introduced to maximilian spelled with an o pegasus yes,
0: like the number yeah maximilian pegasus uh who duelled yugi through a
1: vcr in the shadow realm
0: in the shadow realm put a vcr it was it was there were some real ring vibes in there they put a mm. vcr in the in the telly and and yugi got pulled into the shadow realm then uh the the grandfather's soul soul was stolen somehow and taken to P2Q island as we talked about in a couple of episodes yeah, uh, previously peep, peep, peep. but on the way to P2Q island right so yugi has a very powerful deck with exodia in it right Ixodia, and weevil who was a character that i really like yeah, he talks like this. he's got a Greg, he's got that archetypical yeah. Yeah, nerd voice like this right i really liked him until he was like oh Yugi! yugi heard you had those cool Exodia oh, cards um can i have a look at them and Yugi, being a, you know, he's a, he's a good bloke, he goes, yeah, sure, have a look at them, no worries, here he goes, hands to them. And then Weevil chucks them off the side of the ship.
1: Yep. Off the side so, of the cruise ship. This is like, the they're like the on the Titanic ship. onto this island.
0: Yes. Um, and then one Joey. of the Yugi's friends dives into the water to try to retrieve them. Never Drive, mind, dives but,
1: like 11 stories, my yes.
0: Yes, it was buck wild. And then once they arrive at the island, and Yugi actually gets the chance to duel Weevil in a chance for revenge, the duel takes two episodes.
1: Oh yeah, that's. I mean, there are four or five episode duels later on this season, and there. it's just a constant. It's a
0: constant like, I'll oh, play this monster, Uh huh. Well, you doing that? You walked right into my trap because I wanted you to do that so I could play this, -aha uh-huh. But I wanted you to do that because I had this. Like the whole thing is just people doubling well, down. You, it's you, like they always of have the
1: last laugh, Riley.
0: But it's like that episode of Rick and Morty, where the heist episode, where at the end, like heistatron is like, ah, but I knew that you knew that I knew that you-. it's just that it's it's that for two episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, mate, it's that for eight seasons. So it's like,
0: <laughs> unbelievable. It's also very flashback heavy. Yes, the animators the saved themselves a lot of time.
1: Not two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah we yeah. found out joey has a sister who's going blind which is a weird thing to include about it in a, in a cartoon about the that was card just game. chucked in
0: there like there was no reason for joey to care about the ptq island and so they were like oh let's let's make his sister need eye surgery
1: so he wants With to the win th- the money as if joey wouldn't want to just win three million dollars anyway
0: yeah he didn't want that before but now he does right which is i mean it's good it's good character development right um if you are not watching Yu Gi Oh, I like. I've I've never been a fan of anime. I like the Pokemon anime when I was a kid, just because you know I like Pokemon. That's how I felt about Yu Gi Oh, man. I like. I can't get enough of it. I'm honest, I'm looking forward to next Monday so much. <laughs> it's so it's so good. And the thing is, like, there are twenty five of us. We all just hang out. We chat. We talk nonsense, and we like laugh at it and that sort of. Because the subtitles are like half the subtitles are wrong as well, which yeah, is yeah. beautiful. It's such a good time, Dennis. It's such a good time it's hanging so out and, and watching Yu Gi Oh together
1: what would you you talked about you were like this is ridiculous weevil underwood plays the insect deck and rex raptor plays all the dinosaurs and yeah, Mako tsunami is all fish and you're like people don't like this is ridiculous and someone in the chat was like riley you always play night decks and you were like, I yeah i dear. did
0: i did kind of walk right into that one i was like <laughs> it's so dumb how they've all got these like dickensian names right Where oh they oh they called this so of course they're going to play the bug deck it's like well yeah i almost exclusively play night deck night decks when i want to win <laughs> i can't i can't really talk dennis Oh, but what a wild ride it is, my friend. I can't recommend it highly enough. Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime is just so sorry, the anime. I I forgot my own established fiction there. Um it's so much fun, and it's so much fun watching it with all the, uh, all, the very, all the all really the jackals in the chat. I recommend it. Absolutely. Can't wait till next Monday. Do it all again. Anyway, that's it. Do you want to talk about Ghost of Tsushima, a little bit of Charizami River?
1: Of Charizami River Ghost of Tsushima is the my favorite game that I ever played where you get to write a haiku. So that's my my short review of Ghost the Steven. number one the number one haiku haiku simulator. haiku simulator twenty twenty can't recommend yeah. that enough yeah but you've liked it you said it's really I actually good. do like it but like we, we you and I talked about this a little bit because like you're running around you like you you block at the last minute to parry and you ride around on a horse and like it's an mm-hmm. open world mm-hmm. RPG and I'm like yeah this is a lot like Jedi Fallen Order which is a lot like Horizon and Red Dead Two even and Witcher. Just yep. a lot of games are like this now, and it's a Like fast tiresome. attack,
0: quick attack, or fast attack, strong attack, mm-hmm. dodge, jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: all those other games, critically, missing the ability to reflect in a hot spring on what your father would think of what you're doing. So, you know.
0: Let me let me ask you this, Dennis. How many other open-world RPGs have a Kurosawa mode?
1: That's true. There is a Kurosawa mode, which is in black and white, <laughs> and the audio is worse.
0: Oh, dear. It does sound like... It sounds pretty... I think I might... Like, I'm... I'm just gone. I've gone so deep on Hades. recently. I couldn't I was remember playing...
1: what it was called when I was going to buy it, and I told Nikki I was going to buy Untitled Weeb game <laughs> because, of course, it is. It is like a set in 1272 samurai game made by an American studio.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's
1: good, isn't it? It isn't is good. It, like, yeah. reason,
0: it's reasonably historic. I believe genre. so. Yeah, historic I don't know. Ages, I don't know anything, about,
1: you know, thirteenth century yeah. Japan.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. I know that the Mongols are just, like, made out to be this unforgivable enemy or, like, ir- irredeemable foes or whatever. I mean, the mean. Mongols are pretty bad
1: in history. Not really. Like, it
0: depends what your definition of bad is. Just conquerors, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, is conquering bad?
1: Yes. I mean, I'm sure the Japanese did their fair share of conquering of, like, China and stuff, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, if- when you get to that part of the no no one looks good in that part. Of, no mm. one looks good in that in that realm of history. It's funny, though, because, I mean, th- this isn't really a history podcast. If you want a history podcast, you can go to halfhistory.com or halfhistory.net, Your choice. Um, it's funny, though, but, like, yeah, the the Mongols, like, killed so many people that changed the climate. Yeah. And we kind of look at that because it happened 800 years ago. We're like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, ah, <laughs> turn on tidbit. They, they, did, they had a good run. G- Genghis Khan was a, you know, a... Uh, a, a determined merit, de, you know, a determined
1: meritocracy. Aren't, the, is uh, Genghis, aren't like an alarmingly large number of people directly related to Genghis Khan because they have many women. He oh yeah, with? same with yeah, like, Charlemagne yeah, no,
0: too, right? Charlemagne. Oh, well, the, the other thing is like by the time you get back oh, to that's that, that's just how
1: numbers work. Yeah,
0: think like think about it. Right, you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great great grandparents, mm. right, eight great grandparents, sixteen, 32, thirty two, or six sixteen, thirty two, and so on and so forth. So by the time you get back that far, it's um it's hard not to be related to these people. Um, also just like atoms as well from from dead people like you've got we, bits of we, elvis we, presley we, we, and we you, drink the same water got,
1: dinosaurs drank
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah oh that blew my kids minds when i was teaching primary school i told them i was like oh does anyone want a nice glass nice nice cold glass of dinosaur wee and they're like Ugh. and i was like showed them a glass of water and then they wanted to learn about that very interesting way to uh, to get kids to engage in stuff when kids are asking like where do farts come from you're like well you want to learn about the digestive system here we go <laughs> it's great anyway um we got back to primary school chat somehow. Yeah, Dennis, everything came problem.
1: full circle. Has, we it, got it, it's we the got meme of really the astronauts <laughs> pointing at the earth. It's all, it's all primary school chat. Always has been. <laughs> Always has been.
0: All right, we're done. Uh, thank you to Channel Fireball.
1: For sponsoring, for sponsoring this and Podcast. one of two Ponder podcasts.
0: One of them. We're not sure which one. Um, and if you're in need of of wet guided meditation or guided prayer. Uh, you can't go past Laura T. Harden. If you want some uh, some entertaining, light entertaining, lighthearted chat about Magic the Gathering, well, you're in the wrong place here. <laughs> go and listen to the other yeah. Ponder podcast, and uh, you'll have a great time there. And uh, thank you to Joe Kim Karad for the theme song uh, to this podcast. And also, Dennis, can I just can I just real quick, Dennis, can I just thank you okay. for being here, mate? Just thank you. Just thanks for being part of this podcast and for putting up with my infinite primary school stories. Because wow, you know, you don't have to do it, mate.
1: I I literally do, but I take your point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was uh, was trying to sound nice. Anyway, um, that's it. We're done. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week for more
1: Scrammy River. Stay fresh, cheese bags.